Wind peace like a river attended my way when sorrows like sea billows roll Amber what a Thou hast taught me to say it is well, it is well with my soul. And Lord, haste the day when the faint shall be sighed. The clouds be like a scroll the trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend praise the Lord it is well with my soul it is well My soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. Stand to your feet one more time. It is well with my soul. Hallelujah. It is well, it is well with my soul. Now give him praise in 2020. Happy New Year. Happy decade. Happy first Sunday. Oh, come on, give him praise. He's worthy of the highest you've heard Omar and this worship squad declare it he's worthy of all that we have in our innermost being to give him you may be seated in the presence of the Lord First Baptist Pearland I got three questions I gotta ask them how many three uno, dos. That's my Spanish. That's all I got. That's three, three, three. I gotta ask these three questions. They're burning in my spirit. They're burning in my soul. I stopped by here, grateful for Pastor, the Right Reverend Potentate, Elder Bishop David Adams, gracing me this opportunity. His beautiful bride, pianist to the core. Drop dead gorgeous. He's the head, but she's the neck that turns the head. Christy, <laughs> work it, girl. Three, 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 uh, three questions. I gotta hurry so we can beat the Methodist to the restaurant. But three questions I gotta ask you, because I've noticed something that's interesting. It's a trend. I've noticed from 2019, it has pushed into 2020. Can you believe it? 
Could you fathom it? Could you have thunk it? Three questions. Recent conversations have centered around one theme, and the theme is better. B-E-T-T-E-R, better. Come on, everybody say better. better. 25 people shout better. better. I'm going to ask these questions because we need to unearth what this better is all about. Why would you say that out of the theme of your life that's in conversations around everybody I've talked to wants something? Okay, that was five of y'all. In my sphere, maybe not in your sphere of influence, but every sphere I've been in, people just want a better job. Because the one they're on, they have him that says, take this job and shove it. Not in y'all's sphere, but in my sphere, somebody wants a better spouse. If you're sitting next to your pookie and you want better, blink at, don't look at them, blink at me, blink at me. Not a replacement, but just a better that one. That's the one you've been borrowing. Houston, we got a problem. Somebody in here wants a better vehicle mobile because you've been handed a lemon. You had to push it all the way to this fellowship this morning and it increased your prayer life. Better is what the theme is. Better, I want something better. I want a better opportunity. I want better children. Where are my parents at? Because these crumb snatchers act just like the other side of the family. Y'all got those children in your, just me? I'm the only one that has some throwed off people groups that God has given me. <laughs> Someone, children, where y'all at? Want better parents. It's going to be a long car ride, but I saw hands go up and fingers point because they are cray cray. The, Adora, how you doing, girl? I ain't going to point no parent out. But there's a challenge in the room for something that is better. I mean, something. Some, people all around me want better neighbors and better health and better bodies. New Year's resolution. I just want something better. So here's my first question out of three. Is that true? Here's my question number B. Is that you? And here's the third question. What in the world are we going to do? Three, three questions, three questions. Is that true? I want better. Even if you're doing well, things are going okay in your life. You climbed up the corporate ladder and put the ladder against the wall to get up to the top and recognize this is the wrong building. <laughs> Y'all not going to invite me back. I want something better! And you're doing well, but, but like the people in my sphere of influence, you just want a greater opportunity, something that has been more than what you bargained for. I found the answers to all three of my questions. Is that true? Survey says, mm-hmm. Is that you? Look at your neighbor on either side. Don't say nothing. Just look upside the head. And then ask something internal. What do I do? Turn to the book of Hebrews. It answers these questions. It's a book of urgency. It's a book of calling. It's a letter even that's written trying to revive the church for something better. And I want a better church. Love First Baptist Pearland, but we could do, yeah. 
You heard it in the Christmas challenge. We want to reach the community and offer them something better, not pie in the sky, not wishful thinking, not false advertisement, but a truth that sets people free and whom the son is set free. He or she ought to this Sunday have it well with his or her soul because it's a better day. Do you know you should have been crispy fried yesterday? Because God knows what you did last summer. But he gave you a do-over so that you can unearth from the book of Hebrews something majestic, something necessary, something that is not you longing momentarily, but you desiring something soul-satisfying eternally. Hebrews gave you time to find it. It's filled with the urgency of the church because the church has a fatal flaw. Let the church say, ouch. The ecclesia, freed ones, don't look so free. Everywhere I go, I see this activity, and it looks like we're up under the circumstance. And, and we say, classmate from Sam Houston, uh, listen, come to First Baptist Pearland. We're delivered, and we have the joy of the Lord, which, no, I'm not going to your church if that's how you look. Bent over, depressed, pushed, overwhelmed, anxiety-riddled, and filled with woe. And God says, what are you doing up under that circumstance? I called you to something better. And urgency comes forth from the word of God. If you're going to be the true ecclesia, which means freed people, if you're going to be those who are in a movement mobilizing the good news of the gospel to the uttermost and the guttermost, if you're going to go upward and forward and press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, not that you've already attained it, but one thing you can do this Sunday, different from what you did last year, is to take hold of what God has possessed you with and let go of what burdened you in yesteryear got something better. The impact and influence of the scripture calls us to know that the church has suffered greatly. You know this church that suffers? You know this church? Because I've been around far too many that are resuscitating necessary. They're not in a place where they're living life abundant. They do the stuff religiosity calls for, but they're not working relationally with the great I am. So Hebrews chapter 8 calls me to something better. Hebrews shows me that the first person God wanted to reach was that Jewish people group, Israel, he called forth messianically. The Jewish people in Christ is who he was writing to in the Hebrew word. Then to the followers of those who would be his when the Jewish people said, don't want it. And here's what the word says, chapter 8, verse 8 through 12. When you find it, say amen. For he has found fault with them when he says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I had made with their fathers, because something broke in that, on the day when I took them out of the hand of those who were their enslavers, I brought them up out of the land of Egypt to something that is better. For they did not continue in my covenant, so I showed them no concern 
declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my law into their minds and I will write them on their hearts and I will be their God. They shall be my people and they shall not teach one another their neighbor, each one his brother saying, know the Lord because you already should know him by now. You've been saved for 25 years. You ought to be able to teach the class. You've been in your Sunday school small group circle for five days and ten minutes. You ought to be able to say something different from what you used to say in the past. If you've been around the things of God for long enough to know he's better to you than you've been to yourself, a friend that's sticking closer than a brother, a way maker, a mind regulator, you ought to have a shout in the very innermost chamber of your heart that lets the world know he's real and a rewarder of those who diligently seek his face. He is better than what I bargained for. Because if all I have is a person on my left and right, look at him right quick. That's like two ticks without a dog. That ain't good. I got some hunters in the Chester family. There ought to be a dog in the hunt. And the word of God shows me that he's up to something better. For I will be merciful towards their iniquities, verse 12, and I will remember their sins no more. What is the scripture saying to us? God finds fault with us. I mean Israel. Aren't you glad we're not like them? Aren't you glad we got over the stuff that he found fault with in the people group he chose out of the gate? The word shows me that Hebrews speaks of covenant, it speaks of tent of meeting, it speaks of tabernacle, it speaks of trumpets and sacrifice and high priest and brazen labors, Jewish rituals and hearsay with wild and weird doctrines. It speaks of angel work. You better read your Bible. This is best, better than this is us and I love we and the stuff you watch on TV. This is some good stuff. It's deliciousness all up in this word of God. It speaks of those things which are suffering because the church has lost its amen. And is on all fours searching for it, just like I bent over and almost couldn't get back up. The church is looking for an amen, and we reserve them because we're sanctified and spiritual. We believe it doesn't take all that. And God is saying, who's going to say yes to my will, yes to my way, amen to the better that I have for you. Here's the key aim. Write this down. This is textable. This is tweetable. This is Snapchatable. I'm going to give you something Instagrammable. This is Facebook liveable. It's a key aim. Write it. Whether you know it or not, an amazing letter has been written to us in Hebrews to restore love, joy, and delight in the service of God. And when I canvass crowds like this, it looks like chosen frozen. Looks like we've been sucking on sour lemons and chasing it with pickle juice. And I'm not trying to get you excited for animation's sake, because I attend a predominantly white congregation. So don't feel sorry for me. Oh, he comes from a context that's all Afrocentric. No! They chosen frozen where I come from, too. And the word says, where's the love? The word says, where's the joy? The word says, where's the delight? That's what I'm aiming at from the scriptural text. I know the problem. You ever shout church is dead? It's a Hebraic problem. You ever shout that I didn't sign up for this? I wanted to sing in the choir, then I looked at you, looking at me, looking at you, and it was no fun anymore? You ever say I could do bad in the world? And the world treats me better than the folk at the 
Have you ever been to that service where you pass the peace and the leadership says, greet your neighbor, and you greet each other and slobber on each other, and then you go to Walmart and they don't talk to you on aisle six? Not here, but other churches I go to. Here's the thing. There's no document in all the New Testament that declares the desperate effort to save the church for better than the Hebrew letter. The author also understands that the people experiencing the surgical knife of God's correction don't know if they're being pruned for love, joy, and delight, or cut off because no fruit is being bared in this season at all. So let me move expeditiously. I don't want to keep you too long. I don't want you to be glad to see me twice, glad to see me come and go. So the first thing that answers the question, is that you? No love, no joy, no delight. Is that true? No love, no joy, no delight. Is that something we need to do something about? Here's the first answer to better. We need a better commitment. Touch your neighbor and say, he's preaching now. I know y'all don't like to talk to each other, but this is class participation. I didn't come to talk to myself. I can go back to the hotel room and have a great conversation <laughs> with me, myself, and, and I often talk back to myself. Pray for the preacher that's a guest to y'all this very morning. You need a better commitment, first thing. Forsake not the assembling together, says Hebrews, one with another, for there's a common goal in coming collectively in community, and the goal is this, together we will restore love. Together, we ought to ignite joy. Together, there ought to be some delight on your rope. You're sitting next to someone you've never sat next to before, that's your divine appointment. To let them know, love you. To let them know, I got the joy, 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 joy. Where? Where? I got the joy, 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 joy. Some of y'all keep it down there to stay, and that's not what the song was requiring of us. You ought to let the love of Jesus ignite a fire on your road that gives people around you the case of the can't help it. BJ, here's the deal. Someone next to you ought to see your contagion in the Lord as contagious as a yawn. You ever heard yawn and then you fighting it? Some of y'all beat me to the punch. You already yawn right there and over here. If you demonstrate, <laughs> it's over. Some of y'all, you ain't going to get me. Yeah, I will. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. When you least expect it, you'll be, oh, no, he got me. Is your faith that contagious? Is your love that contagious? Is your joy that can, is there delight in you? Because you couldn't wait to be in the house of prayer and praise. Hebrews says that is better. I want better, preacher. I want the understanding I should be content with what I have, but scripture says you are more than a conqueror. Be content, but understand that he's called you to be one who mounts on wings of an eagle, to run and not be weary. Today you get to walk and not faint. Sounds better to me. We gather from reading Hebrews, the eighth chapter, verses eight through 12, which comes from the Tanakh, which is the Hebraic book, the Bible also calls it Mikra, which is the canonical collection of Jewish texts, and they are the center of the Old and New Testament that we gain from the people group called Israel. Here's what it teaches us. Life has a beginning, a middle, 
and an end. Say that with me. Beginning, middle, end. The beginning is creation. The middle, revelation. The end, redemption. And all that means is that God chose people for a purpose in creation that they would have redemption that points people through revelation to a right redeemer. About my own amen, preach. <laughs> Here's the challenge. We are called to better. And the key point from the text, having a better commitment, according to the Bible, confirms here in the book of Hebrews, and it's evidenced throughout my personal, professional, and pastoral experience, that forgiveness of sins against God, forgiveness of rebellion from God, and forgiveness of unbelief in the redemption and the purpose of God, Forgiveness, say forgiveness. It's the main issue of human history. Is that true? Forgiveness. Is that you? Forgiveness. What are we to do? If we walked into hospitals today and we announced forgiven, you know, you know how many rooms we can empty? Because people are caught up with maladies that are physical because of mentalities that are broken. People are struggling with stuff in this room, depressive. You got to take the medicine. It's chemical because you're going through some stuff that is minus forgiveness. There are relationships right now. You argued all the way to church. I'm not going to look at y'all, but all of you got in the car and I can't stand you. Well, I don't like you. Well, your mama, no, your mama. And then you got here, hallelujah, dying the glory. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Mr. Rogers, won't you be mine? <laughs> liar, liar. Y'all need to forgive each other right now. Mad because somebody left the earring. Mad because somebody didn't get in the car quick enough. I'm hurrying. You need a better commitment. But there's a second thing to the key point, and it's this. As long as there's anyone who has not accepted God's offer of forgiveness through Yeshua, Jesus, God's only begotten son, the rescuer, the redeemer, the savior of the, as long as someone's here who has not embraced the fact that he came in the form of a servant in the likeness of man, humbled himself to death on an old rugged cross to deliver you and to deliver me from unforgiveness, we've got a mission that is mandatory, a genuine call that is more than a professed call. Because a lot of us profess to be believers, but there's no evidence that is genuine. So number B, not only do we need a better commitment, we also need a better care. Say better care. Let me back it up with an illustration. That was a girl that came to our elementary school when I was in elementary school who was fine. She's new to the camp. You know how it is when you know everybody and they're stale and decrepit and a newbie comes. She's <laughs> fine as the day is long. you like, hold up, wait a minute. Let me okay, so the word shows me an illustration from my childhood. Elementary school, Gwendolyn Brooks, fine. <laughs> I mean, give me a minute. <laughs> I remember. Gwen was fine. So I declared to the people around me, she mine. You know how you make room? Don't you cross, that's, she's mine. I got my eye on her, Gwendolyn is my girl. And I declared my love. I went to my grandma's jewelry box and got her pearls. Uh-huh, yeah, took them to the elementary school, Gates Elementary School, San Antonio, Texas, to present to Gwendolyn. And I said unto her, Gwen, 
as the sun takes this is free now that's creepy that's creepy let me get back to my play <laughs> that's what i did though i had it her those pearls nobody told me about costume jewelry y'all didn't tell me no one then told me and here's what i received from declaring my love i gave her fake pearls i got the worst beating of my entire life and no gwen she looked at those and said really But I'm not talking about Gwen. I'm talking about the phony stuff we bring here. That ain't a better commitment. I'm talking about the least we have we throw at the altar of God and say, are you pleased? No! It's counterfeit. Women, let me see your hand. Anybody want counterfeit jewelry? You put on the necklace, it leaves a ring around the... No, no. Fellas, anybody want a counterfeit relationship? She says, I like you sometime. <laughs> oh, y'all looking down the road. Let me get back to number two. This is, you need to come on to the altar if there are some issues we gotta work. Number one, you need a better what? Commitment. Don't give fake and phony today. Not this year, not this decade. Number two, you need a better care. Say better care. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. I'm trying to hurry, but my soul is happy. Y'all got a few more minutes? Here's what the word says in the 24th verse of Hebrews chapter 10. The scripture says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. There's the love, there's the joy, there's the delight. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. What is the day, the end? We ought to be about the business of the Lord while it's day, because night comes, you won't be able to lift a finger. We ought to work the work of him who sent us. We ought to be about his journey, his ministry, his method. This is not our church. It belongs to God. The moment is now. The opportunity is in our possession, for we are called to do better. The question on the floor that Hebrews answers is, is that you? You need to care better? Is that true? Because you came to church and church is what hurt you? What do we do? Why do you ask it? Because Hebrews ask, who cares? And I have a lady in our church. I attend Fielder Church, Arlington, Texas. I'm on the staff as a teaching pastor. And in the church of 5,000, three campuses, here's what I discovered. There's a woman in the choir, fully tattooed, very eccentric. Every Sunday, she sticks out. She wears the short sleeve stuff so you can see her tats. It's her artistic expression. And I noticed one Sunday, she was missing. Then I noticed another Sunday, not there. And by the third Sunday, here's what I did, David Martin. I made a phone call to the tattooed choir member. I said, woman, where are you? She said, I quit the choir. I said, who? And I unjoined your church. I said, do what? Come here, First Baptist. I didn't know you could unjoin church. She did. I quit your choir and I unjoined your church. And I said, for what reason? And she said, who cares? Nobody from the choir since I've been gone has called me. Not a staff member in a church of 5,000 has looked me up. No one has shown me an expression of consideration. Not even the janitors I would high-five 
on Sunday morning have made their business to see where I've been. And I said, stop right there. I care. If I had not, I would not have called. And she said, well, here's the thing. I don't know that you really care. And I said, let me take you to Hebrews 12, 1. If you don't believe I care, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to the church, looking to religion, looking to Jesus the founder, perfecter, the author, the finisher of faith, who for the joy that was set before us endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right-hand side of the Father, ever making intercession on our behalf when we don't know good enough to pray for ourselves. It is Jesus who cares when nobody else does. He cares. And a great cloud of witnesses around the heavenly realm is cheering you on to get to Jesus. He cares enough that though you should have been crispy fried and he finds fault in you, he looks beyond it, says Hebrews, and by his mercy gives you a do-over. Oh, you should have got excited about that. Looks beyond your fault and sees you at the point of your need to make it well with your soul. On the count of three, breathe in. One, two, three, exhale. Wouldn't it be a good first Sunday of the year? If that's how you left the building. Come on, one more time. Breathe in. Exhale. Wouldn't it be a good start of the decade? Because whatever you tasted in 10 years ago has not settled well in your soul. Finley, we're on a mission. We're going after the one who's king of kings and lord of lords. The first, the last, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He's a way maker, a mind regulator, a bridge over troubled waters. He's my all in all. He is better and the stuff that I've settled for. And so I said to the tattooed woman, let me tell you a story. It's a man missing from church and the pastor went to visit. Knocked on the door, the man opened the door. He walked into the, fel the fella's house and didn't say a word, went straight to a fireplace. It was cold in that region, not like Fairland in Houston. And when he got to the hearth, he took out a coal with tongues at the side of the fireplace, set the coal on the mantelpiece, and the coal began to flicker out. And as soon as it fizzled and almost died, he picked it up with the tongs, put it back in the fire, and it lit ablaze. The pastor didn't say a word, went back to the door, and started to exit. And the one he went to visit said, wait, pastor, I understand. I'll see you on Sunday. What is it saying? It's Hebraic. What is it saying? It's a call to love, joy, and delight. What is it saying? It's answering the question, is that you? Is that true? What do we do? The scripture shows me that we don't function well if we forsake the assembling of ourselves one with another. We will die. Flicker out and fizzle if we're not associated with this love atmosphere, with the delight of the Lord, and with his presence made perfect where we're weak that gives us joy unspeakable and full of glory. Somebody in the house shout better. Jesus cares. Can I give you one more thing? We need a better commitment. In my left, your right, you'll respond today to say, my commitment is bankrupt. I come every so often, 
I checked the box in case Nana and Pawpaw called. Did you go this year? I went the first Sunday of 2020. We good? No. You ought to have a better commitment. And then someone needs a better care. You don't even know the tattoo lady's name. Reminds me of preaching a revival. I'm not going to tell you where I was. Stanette, Texas. And I preached hard. And at the end of the revival, we had a luncheon, 12 noon, with the senior adults. And they had what Baptists do. Every time we meet, we kill a chicken. We baptize it in gravy. And that's the only time we set stuff on fire. <laughs> and two strangers came in. And they heard me preach, we ought to reach the community, collapse the walls, and go therefore into all the world and make a disciple, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever we've been commanded. And God says in the book, I'll be with you. You're not going alone. Strangers came in. Two ladies in the kitchen got them to-go boxes, filled them to capacity, handed them a sack full of groceries. And these two strangers then exited, and they looked at me like... We did what you preach, preacher. They looked at me and said, did not we, in the name of the Lord, provide for these two strangers? And I raised my hand. They said, I see that hand. What dost thou have it for us? King James, red letter edition. Said, I have a question. What is it, sir? What are their names? You know the adage. You can give a man a fish, feed him for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, you can feed him for how long? It's better. They didn't know their names. And two strangers came and went and will never be sought after again. May that not be your testimony, First Baptist. You got a better care. Last thing, last thing, I got to go. We need a better commitment. And if yours is, eh, come to the altar. We need better care. And if you've not shown care like you ought to, you have asked your neighbor's name. You saw strangers come in, you greeted them and hugged them, but that's it, the altar. Because the last thing we need is a better covenant. Say covenant. The scripture is clear. The covenant that we need is in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. Back up to it real quick and hear what God says there. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is. Is? It's just better. Y'all thought I was coming up with a clever title for a sermon. It's the word of God. Bless you. You ought to feel better. It's a better covenant since it is enacted on better promises but it is the first covenant that had fault in it. And there would not have been a necessity and occasion for a second covenant. And God says, here's what's better. The covenant I give you is what you are to stand upon. Let me get out of there. Herb Rivas, who is North Jacksonville, Florida's pastor, he summed up the fatal state of the church in his area. May not be talking about Pearland, but he talked about what he knew in Jacksonville. And it's then trickled down into Arlington. Here's what he said. In our area, we can't get people to come to church. Have y'all ever seen that problem? They won't come. They won't pack out the building. I know y'all don't have that issue. He said, but what does pack out a facility is WWE wrestling. Oh, they'll pack it out. For some phony stuff. Oh, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just trying to give y'all some. 
Some of the They'll come to see the wrestling match. And you know what else? In Jacksonville, North, in Arlington, Texas, a singing, an old-fashioned quartet singing. Have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our job. He will hear our, you know, the quartet, all the ports, the ports, the parts. <laughs> he said, you get a wrestling match going, they pack it out. You get a quartet singing, they pack it out. So Herb Rivers had a brand new grand idea. He said, I'm gonna get two quartets to wrestle. <laughs> we'll pack out the church. And God said, no, I got something better. Hebrews says, the Old Testament Sinai, the covenant that was there is now lifted by the New Testament Mount Zion. You've got something better. Jesus paid it. He comes to lift the cloud. He comes to give you something that is better. God says he will put his Torah, his word, instruction, teaching, law, purpose for his followers in their mind, and he'll write it on their heart because that's better than black ink on white paper. He wants to hide his word in your heart so you'll refuse to sin against him on this Sunday. And if your commitment is tainted, you need to come and say, help me commit better. If your care is tainted, you don't feel cared for and you don't feel like caring. God says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden up under your circumstance, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm meek. I'm lowly in heart. And you won't just get rest for your physical body, but this Sunday, this new year, this new decade, you're going to get rest for your soul. Somebody better get excited. And then that's a better covenant. It's not you trying to uphold the law and its rigors and impossibility. It's you being called to the spirit of the law and to let go and let God do what he does best to work through you until there's no more left of you to get in his way. The covenant calls you to be crucified with Christ and no longer live. Galatians 2.20 style helps me with Hebrews chapter 8 through chapter 12. It's better. How do we get there? The great cloud of witnesses, Abel says, though he died, I'm still speaking. Use your faith. Enoch, who walked with the Lord so close he was no more, said faith will get you there. Noah, he shows us building an ark that feared God's call because he trusted through faith. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, their obedience was by faith. Sarah, though she was 90 years of age, she believed on God and got pregnant. Where are my senior does at? <laughs> Y'all want to trust them fresh this year? I can pray. No? All right. The word shares with me, Moses, Rahab, the prostitute. Touch your neighbor and say, you got a chance. He used somebody far from the peaceful shore to get his business done by faith because faith calls us to better. Let me leave you here. The word of God challenges me because the woman tattooed asked, you listed names from the Bible, but tell me one person alive that can show me they care. They pay you to care, preacher. So 
I came by First Baptist Pearland to ask, can I give her your name? Last question. Anybody come this Sunday morning? Broke? You don't have a dime to your name? Let me see your hand. As broke as the Ten Commandments, I see you right there. Come up here right quick. I'm not going to embarrass you. just want to do something. As you come, I want to hand you this bag of chocolate deliciousness. Tell me your name. Steve. Steve is here, broke. Take these. Show the crowd. They don't even have peanuts in them in case he's allergic. But M&Ms, you'll never look at the bag the same way. Show everybody. Show them. They represent more Messiah. <laughs> Hallelujah! Wait, come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Because he's leaving with more than he came in the building with. In that good church, in, in that good fellowship, in that Hebrews. You ought to leave better. And it's the fun pack because you got to share it. Don't you eat them by yourself. Let everybody around you taste and see that God is better than Campbell's soup. He's mm-mm good. Shout more Messiah. It's a better covenant. And if that were not enough, I want you, young man, to take that because God is pouring into your life something that you'll never forget has happened to you this first day of the first Sunday of the year. He's better than you bargain with. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You may be seated because today God is calling you to more Messiah and he wants you to commit to care because his covenant sends you away better off than when you came. Stand to your feet. If there's someone here today and you need to connect to a place that is serious about interceding on your behalf, your family's broken, your marriage is broken, you're not just broke, but everything around you has been bent over. God says, come. Nothing magic at this altar, but it's something about a step of faith like the great cloud of witnesses declared. That you get a fun pack to share with love, joy, delight. But the Spirit of the Lord is still speaking. family has not been cared for like they should be. My church ought to be filled to capacity, but some people don't come because I go here. And I don't act like I belong to a risen Savior like I should. God says, will you do something about it? Because that is you. And that is true. And he calls you to forgiveness. Make sense? This is not manipulative. You don't have to come.
But if God is pulling at your heartstring, don't you leave here the first Sunday of the year, the first Sunday of the decade, acting like you did before you got here today. He'll tell you, he's walking away with more. Whoever you are, come as they lead us. Omar, as he closes us out, and this celestial choir invites you to join the Hebrew great cloud of witnesses. You need a spouse. You need healing. You need victory. You need to be joyful in your singleness. You need a love, joy, delight infusion for your worship. Come to the altar and let's meet with God here. You want a relationship with Jesus? Come.